I don't have any tattoos. Jerry, do you have a tattoo? You do? I got the whole story of Star Wars on my back. <laughs> <laughs> and a galaxy and a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do have a tattoo? No, I don't I don't oh, okay. know I how like, far wait. it goes down though. I'm just saying. You have a tattoo, Corey? I have a couple, yeah. The people that don't have tattoos outnumber the people that do at this table right now, which is very uncommon in this day and age. What? Yeah, more people that have tattoos than don't. I don't know about in general, but I'd say I would say yeah. My shame I is I don't have more. I've I've always I have you only have one, right? Yeah, I have ideas, but I just then do it. I don't. Yeah, this thing I don't have the money. I can't think it's of something expensive. I'd want on me permanently. That's why. Not. And then when I get old, who cares? This when you go to your grandkids, you just like a portrait. You just stretch it out, and then it looks like correct. <laughs> it's like a scroll <laughs> Evan, Evan just made like a stretching motion with his hands like he was going to stretch his skin out so he could read his tattoo <laughs> exactly. that's what you want the amount of stretching was a little <laughs> disconcerting yeah <laughs> right he stretched quite far Welcome to Beer for Thought, episode 18, Firestone. Whoa, we're getting into it, huh? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> it's coming in hot. What do you mean? <laughs> episode 18, The Peyton Manning Show, dude. Oh, dang, I didn't even think about that. Rest in peace. Well, he's retired. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> he, he's retired, he might as well be dead. Dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> he well, endorses uh, Budweiser. Yeah, what the hell? Get yeah, you know what? We're not going to name this a Peyton Man. <laughs> Forget about it. As much as I like the dude, he was just, yeah, he's shouting up Budweiser. Well, you know what? They probably paid him a lot. Dude, they paid so. him a lot of money. That's true. Well, anyway, I like horses. They're cool. I like Budweiser has horses. You probably, you probably just heard. Zach's no, not here as well today. Um, you heard Corey's voice instead of Zach's. Well, you know, his plan is uh, coming to fruition. <laughs> George R. So has not released that final <laughs> resting place quite yet. Uh, Corey was so good, we decided, Zach, you can just stay home. <laughs> yeah, we told Zach, you know, Zach, um, the show's just just better without you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to say. And he, he took it like a champ. You know, like, he only cried a little bit. So. Yeah, little tears. There was only a couple of tears, and, you know, he... Uh, he understood, though. So. I think those were tears of joy. <laughs> yeah, probably, you're probably right. <laughs> he shed a couple of tears, and then, like, as soon as we left, through through like, a huge party. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's feeling under the weather, so we decided to, all right, we'll just record without him again. So. Get better? Yeah, I mean, Jerry was so quick. He says, you know, okay, we're recording tonight, and. He's like, well, I'm not feeling too well. He's like, oh, that's a shame. Corey. <laughs> Corey. Uh, and I was already you here, available? so it was very convenient. So. Corey was actually just sitting outside my front door, like, <laughs> waiting. I got a tent. I was just waiting for the next spotlight. It's like, I, I love you, man. When he's already on his way to the wedding. He's like, oh, no, I, oh, I, yeah. I think I can make it. I'll be right there. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Zach. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what are we drinking tonight? Should we, we should introduce ourselves. All right, I mean, we never a... actually did that. So. Okay. Well, um, as you heard, Corey's here. I am here. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Matt, and I'm Evan. Cool. So, yeah. Firestone Walker. That was pretty <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we <laughs> decided to pay some homage to an American classic, American brewery that has uh, brewed 
really solid, consistent beer for quite a while now. I guess we'll get right into it, right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Award winning. Award. We, f- first beer we have tonight is one of my favorites, but I know it was a back to back to back three time in a row gold medal winner, uh, JBF Firestone Pivo Pilsner. Ooh. This is in a 12 ounce can at 5.3% ABV. Can't do a five stone locker without the Pivo Pills. Yeah, I mean, what a. I mean, like I said, it's a back-to-back-to-back champ. Gold medal winner at GABF, so, I mean, probably not that good. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know what they're doing. (laughs) It's probably an average beer. A beautiful, light, crisp Pilsner color. Wow, look at that. Yellow, crystal clear. Good amount of head. It's just like white soapy bubble head. It's beautiful. What do you guys think? How's it look to you? Anybody? You pretty much. <laughs> <Bueller>? <laughs> well, you pretty much summed it up. Everybody <laughs> was just kind of. I'm like, uh, <laughs> the mics did not go dead. <laughs> Jerry will edit that that space out, I'm sure. But there was a long, <laughs> long pause of silence. Well, you nailed it. I mean, there's not really much you can say about. Yeah, it. I mean, it, yeah, it looks like Bilder. It does have a soapy quality to that head. Ah, smells crisp on the nose. Corn. A little bit of corn. It's like a mild, mild, mild hop undertone. A little biscuity, but not too bad. Kind of indicative of style. But yeah. Very slight biscuit. It smells like your typical American Pilsner. It's going for a taste. I'm looking for that nice, crisp finish. Well, they definitely nailed it on that one. That's perfect to style. You can't argue that's not a Pilsner. It's just so good. This is delicious beer. Mm. This is my first time having this, and... It is delicious. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I had this. It's been a while since I've had this. I'm ashamed to say because it is. Uh, I mean, it's just a perfect pilsner if you're just looking for something to knock back. But I had this. I don't know. I want to say it was like early last year, maybe late 2017. Quite a while ago, year and a half ish ago. And I remember it being more hoppy. Maybe it was just my palate. I. Yeah, I would say it's just the palate. It was probably just my palate. But for a pilsner, it is pretty hoppy. Um, I get a little bit at the end. Just a subtle. So this Pilsner's influence is from Germany, Italy, and Czech Republic. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say I had more Czech of that, that Czech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. with the aftertone on the hops, which is more just kind of grassy, you know? It kind yeah. of balances it. It's like grassiness little to, to pair with the, the biscuity quality. What a great saying on their can, too. Beer before glory. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat it. And the and Firestone branding is so nice. I mean, you got the... The lion and the bear, it's a really cool... And the witch and the wardrobe. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's just awesome. waiting for talking beavers, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, Firestone Walker has a pretty badass logo. It is awesome. Yeah, and well, thankfully, we Firestone didn't distribute out to Albuquerque until about a couple of years ago. We didn't have the luxury oh, yeah. of going to the grocery store and grabbing a, a six or a Pivo or a bottle of Parabola. So it's it's awesome to be able to find their beer on the shelf now. I think I introduced you to Firestone Walker with the yes, Double Jack. Did. Yes, you did. Double Jack was so good. Man, I have so many great memories of when I first got into craft beer, just you know, knocking back with having a couple bombers of Double Jack. And God, we love that. Oh, beer that so was much. so good. And they just stopped making it. They stopped producing what a Double shame. Jack. Yeah, rest in peace. But they started doing that um that IPA series and the, the pint cans, the Luponic Distortion. No, that's their that's their experimental hop series. But they started doing a, it's a four pack of pint cans, and it's like an IPA series. Is it the Union Jack? Because I know the Union Jack's just their classic. Their classic. I think it's their house IPA. 
have a funny story about Union Jack, actually. <laughs> uh, He's not part of a union at all. Yeah. <laughs> what a no union, There's no union. No union required. <laughs> story done. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great example of style. Kind of like, you know, usually your Pilsner, you're talking like 4.7 on ABV, maybe 5, you know, kind of pushing it depending on which actual style you're fitting in. This is a 5.3, which I think you can kind of, it's pulling out a little bit more of that maltiness. Um, I think it's just really a well-balanced beer, um, really crisp. So I think that their malt build is just fantastic on it. Um, it's crystal clear, so the lagering, fantastic. Yeah, it's and they actually, it's just super refreshing. And actually, they they just started producing just like a house Firestone lager. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to try it yet. It's delicious as well. I mean, Firestone, they do everything well from your classic pilsner to your big barrel aged stout and parabola they blend their anniversary edition beer so they do their barrel sour barrel aging program they're just a well-rounded brewery you know i think this beer is a little bit more complex than what we're leading on to so i got like a little spicy herbal note to it as well it's really good (laughs) there's the herbal again (laughs) gerbil gerbil (laughs) There's no, a gerbil, though. Like, that's, I do get it. It's I love that Evan says herbal instead Horrible. of herbal. <laughs> no silent, silent age. No. Evan, Evan wants that age to be known. <laughs> no, but there's I, an H there. I do get, I do get that. <laughs> there is an H there. You're right. Yeah, I mean, it's for, for a Pilsner, it is a, it's more complex than your typical. Yeah. You know, that's a tasty Pilsner. I like that a lot. Yeah. And that's not, this is not one of my styles I usually go to at all. But this one, I, I think it's back. a style that's often done incorrectly or haphazardly. You know? Exactly. Um, every brewery wants to have a pilsner on because every, it's you know it's a classic style. It's a little lighter, a little crisp. Um, so everyone tries to put it out. But I think it's one of the ones that people don't put as much thought in as they really yeah. should. No, um, especially with the lagers, it's a lot of work to make sure you got a real crisp, clean lager. You don't have any you know flavors kind of out of junction. So yeah, I think they really nailed it on this guy. It's really easy to get a lot of off flavors in, in a Pilsner because you don't have a lot to hide behind. And that's kind of like where the simplicity, where we say make it sound like it's not that complex of beer. It's just because everything's working so seamlessly and harmoniously. Right. So, um, I mean, it's just indicative of the style. It's just very, very well done. And I, I think lagers are back on the rise, honestly. I think a lot of bigger breweries and even smaller breweries around town, they're making sure to, to have the lager on because it's... It's I don't know I I, th- I think the craft beer scene is trending back towards lighter not so hop forward aggressive beers I mean you saw you saw how aggressively people were hopping their IPAs you know just a few years ago prior to the New England style craze and the haze craze and now it's moving on to uh you know you have your hazy IPAs which I mean there's not a whole lot of hop bitterness to those um, and then you're also co- you're seeing like a new wave of lagers coming in so it's kind of like palates are shifting back into lighter more easy drinking balanced beers and stuff such as just a hot bomb i want to kind of piggyback on that is i think maybe about three or four years ago we had the race to who can make the hoppiest beer and everybody was loving it i think now breweries are finding what they enjoy doing and everyone's getting their special niche and stuff like that which is it's nice um i think the brewery scene is kind of settling down more and different breweries are brewing different things, and it's nice. 
I think it's more, yeah, like you're saying, it's not necessarily the most hops. I think a lot of breweries are using experimental hops a lot now, too, yes. um, which I don't think we were seeing very much, you know, last couple of years. I know New Belgium has a whole line of new hops coming out. They just put out that Liquid Paradise IPA. It's fantastic. A whole bunch of other breweries are doing that same sort of thing where they're, you know, using new strains, not heavily hopping it, using a single hop so you can kind of go ahead and make sure you're getting that one note. Um, but they're doing it in a way that's more, you know, full-bodied and flavorful. So um, I think we're still getting, you know, really hop heads, but it's still it's, it's a little bit more balanced, I think. Yeah, well, speaking of experimental, I mean, Firestone has a whole series, beer series, dedicated to experimental hops. It's their Luponic Distortion series. Unfortunately, we don't have one of those tonight. But, yeah, it's just a series, and every beer in the series uses a different blend of experimental hops, and... They've been playing around with it. I mean, and, and everyone is a little bit different, but they're all great in their own right. So, all right, next beer. Let's do it. All right, moving on to Firestone Walker's Barrel Works program. This is Creaky Bones, a wild ale fermented with sour cherries. It is in a 375 milliliter bottle at 6.3% ABV. This is batch number four, bottled on June 19th. 2017, I believe is what it says. Not read. The, the bottle of Creaky Bones just gives all kinds of cool information, like the barrel ratio, uh, American to French oak, the maturation time. Well, I gotta say, man, Creaky Bones, that's a great name for a beer. It is. For a creek. It really is. It's amazing. So this one's got like an orangish hue to it, light head. It's beautiful. There's a... So what's looks like a good amount of carbonation. Not a whole lot when agitated, but... It looks like a sunset in a class. Oh, amazingly clear, though. Yeah. And this is surprisingly affordable. These bottles are like, what, 12, 13 bucks? Looks so. Yeah, the majority of their stuff is around yeah. that range. Really affordable stuff for, for a barrel aged sour. Yeah, the price isn't bad. Nose, you get. Um, definitely like the cherry. The, the oak is the first thing I'm catching, that French oak. Yeah, most definitely. Oak, cherry, cherry you get a little bit of acidity. It's almost like an acetone, like nail polish, but not all the way. I think that's just the acidity of it. Yeah, it's not an off-putting. It's not. It's I think, not. I think it's the yeast is kind of what you're catching on that. Yeah, it's not. It's not overwhelming though. That's lovely. No, like I mean, it's not. It's tar, but it's not killer. It's not acidic, really. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really like doesn't hurt mellow creek. It's really nice. It almost tastes more like a blend. So I was checking. It doesn't seem. It doesn't say it is a blend, but the way it has smooth. Usually, with a creek, we'll have you know kind of a overlapping note or something, just because you know the way it ages in the barrels. But it's unbelievably smooth for as complex of a beer it is. Yeah, that acidity I was getting on the nose, I don't get it all on the taste. No, not on the taste. No, it's a really mild um, sour bite to it. It's a solid creek. Yeah, it's tasty. I got a lot of that skin at the on the aftertaste. Yeah, it's just mm. that's good. Yeah, that's really nice. I, I have to say, I like that so much better than supplication. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I agree. Remember, I don't know if I compared it to this, but I this is this is much better to me. Yeah, I, I just think it's so much. Uh, it just Clean. tastes. It just tastes complete. Yeah, it's balanced. It's for sure. balanced. Yeah. It's mellow. It's delicate. Yeah. Okay, next beer we have. In the Barrel Works uh, series for Firestone Walker is Undercurrents, 
a wild ale fermented with black currants. It's in a 375 ml bottle at 6.3% ABV. This is batch number one, bottled on February 28th, 2018, so almost a year ago. And yeah, let's get into it. Some black currants. Yeah, it's purdy. It's real purdy. Looks like a deep red. Like if you were to squeeze some raspberries out. It does look like raspberry. Into a glass, just wring out the juice. Looks more like red currant than black currant. Good burgundy color. Yeah, nice. Gorgeous. I like the nose on this one a lot. Looks like it has a slight bit more carb, but not much. And the nose is great. It, like sweet berries. Uh, you get that good. oak again up front and then the black currant. Yeah, I think the black currant kind of supersedes the oak on this one a little bit to me. But it's like a nice sweet currant. As opposed to the creek bones, it was more of like a cherry skin. I kind of get raspberry on that flavor, you know? Yeah, it's it's that's another balance. It's really one. close to like raspberry, blackberry, black currant. I mean, they're all pretty similar, Same especially family. when it comes through beer. Um, but yeah, is this one almost more tart? This one's it, more tart for sure. I think you get a little bit. And, and creaky bones, I didn't get any acidity, and I get a little bit of acidity on this one, which is kind of weird because in the nose I didn't get any acidity, but in the taste I get a tad bit. But it's not overwhelming. It kind of hits no. a little further back on the tongue too. I'm yeah, getting, you know. And almost further in the glands. glands. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Yeah. It, it gets right up to that gland and just yeah. kind of like knocks on the door. Yeah, it's like a ding-dong ditch. Ding-dong ditch <laughs> the glands. That's what I'm talking about. He's not coming in for a beer. He just <laughs> takes off. <laughs> exactly. The carbonation on this one kind of dances on your tongue. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, this is very effervescent. Really lively. Nice fruit character to it. Just really another solid beer. I don't. Know, I don't think it's as balanced as the as the creek, but I think it's what I think it's is more it, flavorful yeah, I think it to me. Pulls out that black currant a little bit more. Um, the fruit is more potent for sure. See, I wish there was more black currant in this one. I think it's hard because I think with black currant, a lot of times if you overdo it, it becomes tanniny and you get mm-hmm. a lot of esters and like off flavors. So I'm kind of glad they didn't, but I guess with the sour, a lot of times those two get muted. So I mean, you could you could argue both ways. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it may get a little bit too sour though if you brought it a little bit more. Of the, I love it the way it is. Honestly, I think it's its current state is delicious. I mean, I, I wouldn't mess with it too much. Honestly, for me, when it comes to black current, the sour the better. The next beer we're having is Firestone Walker Proprietor's Vintage, 2016 version of Hell Dorado Barrel-Aged Blonde Barley Wine Ale. It is in a 650ml bottle at 11.8% ABV. Oh, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah some light. Oh, I think they're missing a few points on that one. <laughs> this is uh, Jeez. batch number two. So, 2016 Vintage. I'm excited. Honestly, back when I got this, I wasn't high on barley wines. Luckily, now I'm a little bit higher on them. <laughs> but I bought this because a friend of mine, they, I think I don't even know what it was for, Christmas or birthday or who knows, gave me a gift card to Total Wine. And this, was, I think, was 20 bucks, And that's what the gift card was for. So I'm like, you know what? I would never buy this. So <laughs> since somebody else is buying it for me, I'm going to get it. And I've held on to it. So I'm excited to crack this puppy open. Oh, man. I'm not the biggest fan of barley wines. I don't like them. I haven't really (laughs) been on that boat yet. I think it's hard because I feel like not many people do them well, especially locally when we get them. Um, I've not been very impressed. 
I think all I know of is Turtle Mountain and Santa Fe. Deep Depravity. And Chicken Killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. those are the only two local that I know of. Um, I'd love to be proved wrong. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> me too. Please prove me wrong. Uh, I don't think I've I know ever Bosque had a, did one. Yeah, they did one. I think it was like their third anniversary. Yeah, year, I believe. But I don't think I've ever had a blonde barley wine. I don't. I don't. I've never had a blonde barley wine ever. So this is a first. Pours out like an orange. There's almost no head on. It. Oh, I got a lot of seti in mine, and it's not moving. It's like suspended seti. Yeah, same with me. Now to say, I really like the aesthetics of a blonde barley wine. It's pretty. It's like an orange, man. You tell there is steady, but I mean, there's so much grain and barley wine, like I would be kind of surprised if there wasn't. Dude, that's Orange Crush. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of, yeah, almost, not quite as orange. Yeah, not as, it's not artificially orange. Yeah, it's going to say cream, cream soda. soda. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. It's yeah. very cream soda-ish. Even the yeah. head on it, too, you know. This smells delicious. Get a little bit of heat. Is that, I can't tell when I'm smelling barley. Is there like heat? Is there like an underlying there heat? There is some heat, for okay. sure. I think it's just the amount you're getting. Yeah. Also, you can kind of sense the alcohol a little bit more. Yeah, the definitely. Percentage, so <laughs> I think that's kind of uh, what you're kind of sensing there. You can definitely smell the alcohol on it. Mm-hmm. But the barley is sweet and delicious. You can, you can just tell that. Yeah, this is a real sweet barley wine. I don't know what pulls it apart from being a blonde barley wine from all the other barley I think wines. it's the malt uh, roast on it because I think they're probably using a lighter roasted um, barley as opposed to a malted or roasted mar- barley. That would be my assumption, which I think would mean it would be indicatively sweeter because you're not going to get a lot of those you know, darker dark roast esters yeah. and that sort of stuff. That's going for taste. Sure. I'm actually very excited. I can tell. Table's being lifted. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what's the, hey, why is the table being lifted on your hands? Are on top of the table. <laughs> I'm not going to deny anything. <laughs> that is a sweet barley. Now you can definitely taste exactly like I was thinking. It's it's a lot sweeter. Um, which actually works because with the alcohol content, it's a little bit mellower. Man, that is. It does. I don't get it. It doesn't taste like. Uh, it's not a whole lot of heat. It's heat going down, but not in the flavor. It's great. It's unbelievably smooth for a barley wine, which I think is what you don't usually have. It's so smooth. Holy smoke. I was I was expecting a. a, a it drinks nice, like an 8%, to be honest. I was honest. expecting a pretty nice alcohol bite to the end. There's really no alcohol bite, no heat on it, on it, really. I'm getting like a Mexican vanilla flavor, you know? Or like kind of like that. an oak, too. Some biscuitos. Biscuitos. <laughs> Man, he comes Some biscuitos. in Biscuitos. <laughs> <laughs> Some biscuitos. Nah, He's not I'm... talking about the cheese of Cheetos. <laughs> He's talking about the New Mexican cinnamon cookies. <laughs> No, I get like I get like the biscuity taste. I, I I'm still not this barley wine doesn't sell it for me. I'm well, still I, not I don't on the think train. I just I don't think you're a fan of barley wine in general though. Yeah, so, I'm not. I'm not, and I was hoping for something that would change my mind on it. This one doesn't do. To me, it comp- opens up the style though, because I've always assumed when I'm getting a barley wine, it's going to have that deep roast, roast, you yeah. know. 
almost like, you know, just an amped up, not really a stout because you're getting more of the grain, so you're getting a lot more of the sweetness. Right, there's no chocolate balls um, in the bar, by the way. Yeah. But, that I've had. I'm sure there are some out there. But. Yeah, this almost tastes like it has the biscuit more like he's saying, you know, like you do in an English pale or um, even Maris Otter kind of. It's like oh. that little bit lotter. This is really nice. You get you get a nice malt sweetness. It, it's really sort of mellow. It, it doesn't get overly sweet. There's no like bitter alcohol bite. It just kind of mellows out and finishes off really well. Like I'm, I like this temperature too, though. I don't. I think if it warmed up, I think you'd get more heat. I, I've had my hand on my glass just to warm it up a bit because it was it was cold when I pulled it out of the fridge. But you're not doing the Jerry patented scrub. No, no, no <laughs> I'm not making eye contact and giving a circular <laughs> rubbing motion to my glass, Jerry. If that's what you're asking, but no. well, now I am. <laughs> <laughs> There goes the table again. <laughs> <laughs> I get a, like a lot of honey on the end. There's some I honey. Was gonna I say, agree. You know what this reminds me of when I was thinking about it? Mead. You got a little yes. mead. Now this is yeah. that. That's kind of because you even get kind of like that wildflower, which is really kind of nice and pleasant. What I like about barley wines too, though, is you don't get very. It's not hot forward, you know. I mean, you're definitely there and prominent, but it's a malt centric beer. Yeah. Um, which you don't get very often. I mean, a lot of times it's gonna go one way or the other. I could see a mead-like taste, but I don't. The texture and it doesn't stick to the doesn't coat your mouth like a mead would. No, no it doesn't have like, like that like syrupy honey, mouth syrup, feel, yeah. yeah. But the flavor, yeah, I could say. Actually, it actually has a really IPA almost mouth feel to it, kind of lighter yeah. to me, and the carbon. I think that's probably what contributes to the kind of the IPA-ish quality is that it's got a decent amount of carb to it. Whereas the meat is not carbonated. I'm always, I'm, I'm every time I take a sip, I'm, I'm waiting for that bitter barley to hit my mouth, and it doesn't. It, yeah, it doesn't. No, it's not like your typical classic barley. The ones that I'm used to having, where it's just kind of like that bitter, harsh kind of that almost mm. a harsh alcohol bite at the end, mm. and this doesn't have it. It just kind of melts out really well. It's nice. So cool. I think it's break time, and we have music. Yes. Uh, where are we at here? Sorry. And it's Justin Bieber. Justin, I mean, you know, Justin, he gave me gave me permission to use his uh, music. This week for the break music, we have Dirty Brown Jug Band. Enjoy. Well, I grew up in a little town on the wrong side of the tracks, where the winter goes on forever and the summer never lasts. There's church there every Sunday, and you're a heathen if you don't go. And the preacher is a good one But hell, I wouldn't know They say there's no place like home They ever been to Maui They ever seen the ocean from California Welcome back from break. For this week's local spotlight, we have Bosey Brothers Brewery, Washington Hatchet. It is an oak and cherry wood aged porter. It is in a 650 milliliter bottle. At 6.5% ABV. Bottle art is amazing. Do I want to read this? Not really. It made me feel super American reading it, but... Okay, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Washington's Hatchet. It's got a <laughs> it's got a picture of a really buff George Washington on the front. We're talking Mr. Clean. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with like a big B for like the Bosey Brother logo, like tattooed on his upper bicep, and he's holding a huge hatchet. And this will this will be featured on our Instagram in case you want to see the the art at Beer for Thought Podcast on Instagram. I can't say that I've ever had Boys Brothers. I've never had their beer. Washington's Hatchet, 
the hatchet is a nod to our first commander-in-chief, porter fanatic, and legendary slayer of cherry trees, George Washington. The recipe is based on the traditional colonial porters of the late 1700s and contains a generous amount of a nearly forgotten ingredient called brown malt. Washington's hatchet is aged in toasted cherry wood, lending a lighter, sweet fruit flavor to the finish. Our porter also contains a splash of blackstrap molasses, which contributes to its rich flavor and lends colonial authenticity to the recipe. This beer pairs well with smoked meats, dark chocolate desserts, truth, justice, and American What doesn't go well with smoked meats? (laughs) (laughs) This beer, just off the description, is promising a hell of a lot. And I have to say, I am very disappointed that y'all have never been at the Boise. No. They actually got multiple different locations as well. Well, like Boise, Washington, or Boise Brothers? Boise Brothers. <laughs> Boise Brothers. <laughs> brothers. I was mad. It is. Okay, I don't know why. I just do. <laughs> it really, it's a hard, it's a hard name to say. You know, I always thought it was Boise. I think it's Boise, Boise, but I don't know. I've, I think always, it's Boise. I've only heard it as Boise. But they also have Boise. another brewery. It's the same brewers in uh, Las Cruces. That's it's under a different right. name, and then I think they have two or three that are like same that. brewers. Same brewers. It's just a different, you know, lo- different name. Like kind of like uh, Sierra Blanca has, you know, um, oh, Rio Grande. Well, it's not the same brewers, but it's under the same. It's the same flagship. Company. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they have multiple, and they're fantastic. They're on Central and Second, I believe, or Golden, Golden, Golden Second. Yeah. Yeah, they're right now. I used to work at the Red Door location downtown. They're just down the street, just west of the Red Door location. Okay. If you're local, you know you may know what we're talking about. If not, then you have no <laughs> like, idea. what are you talking about? Um, I don't live here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't lived here. Has no idea. But yeah, Bozy Brothers just opened up a second location off of Paseo and Tramway, huh? which is cool, kind of cool because there's out nothing the up there. Well, yeah. there's nothing up way there. Out there. Now there's Bozy Brothers. Well, now there's Bozy Brothers. <laughs> there might be a reason. We keep saying on it. Everyone says it differently at this table. Nice carb on that. That's the point. I'm really hoping the molasses comes through on this one. It's uh, it's very, it's real cola like. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say because of the different, you know, malts they're talking about and the molasses. As a porter, I, I usually expect porter just to be really dark, but I believe you know, going with the brown malt like they're saying and all that sort of stuff, it kind of makes sense. It actually looks more like a nut brown on the porter. I was exactly. Yeah, it, was, um, it smells like a nut brown. It does. It, Looks like a nut brown, like you guys described it. It's a brown. It's got a brown quality. It's definitely a nut brown, um, on on aroma at least and color. You get kind of like a smoky, charred oak taste. I, smell. I definitely smell the barley in that. Like I definitely smell the cherry wood. I get yeah, the cherry wood. Cherry wood. Okay, like kind of a burnt cherry wood in a way. Maybe that's the molasses. I get molasses too. I do. Yeah, there there is an inherent sweetness. Let's, uh, let's go in for this uh, Bosey Brothers Washington Hatchets taste. Now, this is the same thing we had last week. I wouldn't say it is the style. However, I would say that this is a fantastic beer to me. I, I don't call it a porter. Um, it's almost like a brown. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, as a nut brown, this is probably one of the top three nut browns I've had in my life. But as a porter, I wouldn't, you know, really rank it. But that agree. is fantastically smooth. Um, it is really smooth. I think it's delicious. It, yeah, honestly, I, I do would get definitely cherry. do this again. like a cherry wood. Yeah, you definitely get the cherry wood. You That's get nice the molasses. And and honestly, I mean, they call it a porter, but it says on the bottle they use brown malts 
to kind of uh, keep the tradition of a colonial porter. And it's got really great flavor. And it's honestly a really well done beer. Honestly, I think it's a little bit overcarbed in my it opinion. Got a lot, my first taste, I got a lot of like... Yeah, yeah it's, second it's, sip, I didn't have as much. To me, it's it's a little overcarbed, but it's not a bad thing because it's a, it's a lighter body beer, so it doesn't it doesn't feel too weird. I would dial back the carb a little bit, but I don't think it's bad. See, I'm I'm disappointed. Not in the beer, in the class labeling. of the labeling of it. But I, I I think Matt is telling the same thing. He the, the bottle does describe kind of why they're taking a, a break from border right. from a, from a difference. Honestly, though, you know, and I'm glad too that the bottle isn't quite as cold as the other beers we've been drinking. And I think it really, I think if it was cold, I think a lot of these flavors would be muted. So I, I you know, definitely, I think warming it up is, is bringing out a lot of nutty roasted. Because I was expecting like the lighter style, like a porter. I was yeah. expecting a porter, and I didn't get a porter. I got a, a nut brown, which is, yeah. I mean, again, it's a really, really good beer. It's just not a porter. A fair, to me. That's a fair critique. Yeah. You're not. It's not. You're not even saying that the beer tastes bad. I think it's kind of indicative of the style, though, because porter is so loosely defined. Because if you really think about it, a stout and a porter, you know that that's another gray area. Stout's technically just supposed to be a stronger porter, but now people are putting out eight percent porters. So I think a lot of this is just because we changed the nomenclature because craft brewers are able to do things that are different than what traditional brewers were able to do yeah what is what is beer anymore in these well <laughs> delicious <laughs> true we brought this up on a, but the guy i mean the styles are so blurred now. exactly i was just about to say it's like we brought this up before is all these beers all the styles are just getting blurred together and yeah i mean it's up to everybody's own opinion i would say well i i do appreciate that they they put a description on the back of the bottle that makes me okay with this being essentially a brown it's essentially a, a but it's got it packs great flavor for such a light bodied beer. Honestly, it's got great complexity. I think without that description, we're like, well, this is not really a porter. Yeah. But it's still a really it's it's a delicious beer. It's a really great beer, and the fact that they give you a, a description of what they're going for and how they made it, and the fact that they use blackstrap molasses and brown malts and aged on cherry wood, it's I think it's. I think it's a really great beer. No, yeah, I mean that description that they put on the bottle nails this beer. It is a really good beer. It's delicious. Yeah, it's it's clean just the too. front doesn't need to say porter; exactly. it needs to say a brown. Yeah, That's, I will say I we've been skipping out, man. Maybe we need to pay a visit to Bozo Brothers. I think I, I love this beer. No, we, they they deserve a whole segment. They're um, they do a um, Zeus IPA. It's a white IPA, and I don't like white IPAs. But I like their white IPA a lot. Awesome. Well, cheers, Bozy Brothers. Uh, another great local spotlight. That was great. Moving on. Should, should we pause a little bit? Let this one warm up just a little bit more? Or he just wants do? time to catch up on his beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have less than you, Evan. He's about <laughs> to be three glasses. <laughs> <laughs> let's pause because let's pause because I don't want to get in a fourth glass. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next beer in the our all Firestone Walker episode, Firestone Walker Proprietor's Vintage Parabola. This is the 2016 vintage. It is in a 650 ml bottle at 13.1% ABV. This is the last year they put this beer in. They went to yeah, 375 or 12 ounces. <laughs> I'm excited because 
the more recent vintages of Parabola have felt a little thin to me. I agree. So I'm yeah. curious to see how the 16 holds up. with this national distribution and going into more marketplaces, yeah. and that's what I've noticed, and I was telling Maya earlier, like I've not seen any bombers locally of Firestone Walker anymore, um, really, no. where you see a lot of the you know 12 ounces and that sort of stuff. I got this in San Diego. This what? this was pre New Mexico distribution. Pre distro. Pre distro. Yeah. So actually, my parents live. You're bringing distro back. My parents live in North San Diego County, like ten minutes south of Escondido. So they live like fifteen minutes away from Stone. And there's this uh, bottle shop, like literally walking distance from them, called Brothers Provisions. Really nice bottle shop. But I found this there. This was their last bottle. Nice. Well, so I tackled a lady for it, of course. <laughs> she was only 90. She was carrying the ride. She was an old hag, okay? <laughs> She's no longer with us. Dude, that's thin. That's kind of look thin. It's not super dark. Now, this beer is pre-pastry like pastry stout days. So this is just a straight-up bourbon barrel-aged stout. Or barrel-aged stout. I'm pretty sure they're all bourbon barrels, but... It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. There's no adjuncts. There's no like additional chocolate, coconut, coffee, sour punch straws, vanilla, or <laughs> marshmallows, or vanilla. There's just, it's just a straight up stout aged barrels. Typical stout color. Not much to it. Black. It's got a really nice carb. Nice, um, like tan head, dark tan head. All oh, that nose. Uh, straight up bourbon. Yep. You got some yeah, alcohol bourbon. It's got some good legs on it, man. You that head color is nice too. The head's like beautiful a with some with some slight uh, agitation. Yeah, Matt's right. Though. Beautiful head. A little swirl in the glass uh, wakes it up quite nice. Wake up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's been asleep for three years. Uh, that was like perfect timing. <laughs> Yeah, that's I'm just got a little vanilla too. Like yeah, a lot of vanilla with bourbon, I get that. You know, <coughs> vanilla hand oak, hand. get a little molasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I do get. This is really it: bourbon, vanilla, oak, molasses, maybe a little chocolate. I don't, I don't even taste it or can't the uh, chocolate malts. I don't really that. get chocolate. I get malts, but not. Yeah, you do get a malt sweetness that could also be just the vanilla from the oak. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. All right, let's go for a taste. It smells good. Great mouthfeel. Okay. We need to introduce our new meter for stouts. Oh, yeah. It's the thicko meter. Hold on. Don't ruin it. This is the thicko meter. <laughs> I thought that was the hazy That's horn. the hazy one. You got to do something different. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Jeez. 1C. We're going to go with the thin stout. Four C's is like yeah. If it's if if it's a four C stout, then it's just like it's like straight motor oil. Now we can also you know relate it to butts. I mean, I'm just oh. <laughs> <laughs> are we talking like this an average white girl quick. butt or like some like Beyonce like Queen uh, we Bee could, ass? Uh-oh. That's what we'll do. <laughs> because honestly, <laughs> we're talking about being thick. <laughs> I thought I, I like thought that. Four I like Cs was one. Nicki Minaj. Ooh. I think I think I think, her trap. <laughs> I think a Nicki Minaj should be the five. Like you can't attain that. Yeah, okay, five is unattainable. Yeah. Well, it's attainable. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like Corey just gave Evan the look. Like, trust me, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> 
I'm just saying. <laughs> Once you get into that basement at 377, anything is possible. <laughs> anything is possible. Anything is possible. I would give this one a two. Yeah, that's about a I'll two. I'll go T-H-I-C-C. I have to say, it, it's the mouth feels thicker than what it looks. Yeah, the mouth I would yes. agree. Yes, It's like yeah. a light coating. You know yeah. what I say, though? I think if it was any thicker, I think it would detract from it. Because a lot of times, what I get with a lot of times it's like bourbon-aged barrels, is it coats it too much, and then you can't go back to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want a little bit of a break. This I just kind of want to keep sipping at. Yeah, I can see that. Because, yeah, because like, like you were saying, it, get, it coats your mouth too much, and you're just like, okay, I'll let it sit for a bit, get that mouth feel. It, there's no adjunct, so it's just a straight bur- barrel-aged stout. And What's the percent? 13.1. Smooth. Yeah, extremely smooth. But smooth. to Matt's point, like to be able to do that beer this clean without adding anything, just aging naturally, they had to have an amazing backbone on this beer to go oh, ahead yeah. and begin with. And honestly, I usually, you know, sometimes I get overwhelmed with the bourbon. This is just so smooth and crisp. Um, they just did a really good job on every every point of the spirit. It really doesn't even taste like the alcohol burn going down. I don't even get that. I don't get any of it. I don't. don't I think that's consistent with them. Is they have really high ABV beers that taste like something much less, and I think that's all about the balance. And yeah, well, the the Helderado and this beer were both 2016 vintages, so maybe age played a factor in that. But I also haven't had a lot of like high ABV Firestone beers that have gotten a lot of heat on it. I feel like they've all been pretty well done. Yeah, um, I might retract my statement too because I get a not going down, but I get a little bit on the exhale. No, so definitely I, on the exhale, you get more of the the bourbon. Yeah, yeah, it's very very smooth out. You don't get thirteen percent at all. No, once again, I think it's about eight. You get a little bit of black licorice on the end. Yeah, uh, some sweet molasses, good bourbon, vanilla, oak. To go back to just a core stout that's been barrel aged and has been under the care of Firestone and their proprietors and what they do over there, this is just a great example of a barrel aged stout. I think the simplicity is the key to this. To be honest, like you're saying, yeah. Because if I think if you had any other flavor, it would be off putting. But this is just so well done. It's it's very nice. I really appreciate Firestone moving from 650 mils or, you know, the 22-ounce bomber into to 375s or 12-ounces because it, it makes it, it more just, affordable. We, well, it's do. more affordable, exactly, because the price per ounce didn't go up, and it makes it more accessible. Like, more people can try the beer, you know. You can, you can go further. Uh, you know, more people will get to try it and enjoy it, which I think is great because they didn't compromise – the product, as far as I can tell, all they're doing is just putting into a smaller format so more people can enjoy it. In fact, in some ways, they enhance it because with the way they do the creeks with the cork, you can go ahead and age those for a really long time. If you're into that sort of thing, yeah. I, I, I myself really recommend it. But, you know, some of these bombers, you know, even with the, the caps, you're going to lose a lot of flavors, even though it's sealed. It's not technically sealed. So, I mean, in a way, you know, you can get two for the price of one. Drink one now, drink one in two years, age it properly. Yeah. 
And uh, that, that's, you know, yeah, that's the, <laughs> I'm that's the saying, recommendation. I designed my bed solely for beer storage. It's fantastic. <laughs> Corey See, for built me, the bed. He's got beer storage. It's, it's the, he yeah. sleeps on a bed I of beer. I sleep on beer. Do you understand how committed I am? <laughs> it's a for beer me, bed. I don't, I don't it's feel bad. bad. Yeah, it's not a water bed. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't feel bad buying a 375 milliliter in his garbage. I feel really bad when I buy a bomber. And it's just yeah. Terrible. Don't you That's yeah? You can hit like yeah. thirty bucks to something, and it's not good. Where you can yeah. do like thirteen, fourteen, and yeah. Like and I feel happy. I feel better. I still feel like crap when I buy a shitty beer. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, <laughs> your wallet and your feelings. Well, it's so much easier to drink a three seventy five on your own than to drink a twenty two ounce bomber. I mean, that's especially if you're really drinking a beer. I mean, not drinking a beer, but savoring yeah. it. Figuring yeah, it's it out. A thirteen. I guess you've never beer. been sad before. Wow. <laughs> the end of the bottle. <laughs> There's a reason I still have bombers in my fridge. But, <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, it's, you know. But that doesn't include the episode. We got one more. There's always one more. We'll, we'll finish it out here. <laughs> Uno mas, poor flavor. No, so flavor. <laughs> so parabola, delicious beer. Yeah, great beer. Give it two C's on the thickometer. Two C's. The last and final beer for the night is none other than Firestone Walker's limited release series 22 Anniversary Ale, the 22nd edition of their Anniversary Ale. This is in a 12-ounce bottle at 12.7% ABV. And the thing I love about their Anniversary Ale is it's a blend of quite a few of their different beers. It's like five or six different beers. But it comes with this freaking awesome scroll <laughs> in every box that ex- like it goes into great detail of like a note from the brewmaster, how they came up with this blend, the percentages of the blend, how much of each beer they've used. It's a really cool like if you want to sit down and you want to dissect a beer, go pick up a bottle of Firestone Vintage because it has a scroll in the box that will explain every it's aspect. Like of the Evan beer. unrolling his tattoos. That's gonna hurt my ears. That'll be Corey pregame before. Always do. Corey did his own show before he came over here. Uh, Corey. Oh, Stealing it, right. trademarked. <laughs> I I will probably post a picture of the scroll that's included with the vintage ale because I think it's awesome. I mean, it's, so what? Uh, read it, what are the uh, beers that are in the blend? Good question, Corey. Let me tell you, the final blend of this beer is mostly Sticky Monkey. It's a central coastal quad aged in bourbon barrels mm. at twelve for nine twelve point nine percent ABV. <laughs> it comes in at four. <laughs> it comes. <laughs> it comes in. Percent. <laughs> he sounds like local Maya. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> I'm, I'm transformed into local Jerry. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm holding my own. Right now. <laughs> All right, let's get it together, fellas. Uh, so, yeah, so this is 44% of this beer is Sticky Monkey. And Sticky Monkey, the Central Coastal Quad, is brewed with Belgian candy sugar and Mexican brown sugar. Half the amount of Sticky Monkey is Parabola and Bravo, both coming in at 22% of the beer. Parabola is what we just had prior to this beer. It's 
and a Russian Imperial style aged bourbon barrels. And Bravo is a Imperial Brown Ale aged bourbon barrels, both at 13.7% ABV. And then there's a little bit of Rum Barrel Helderado, which is the blonde barley wine oh, damn. Ale that we had. There's 7% of that, but it's Rum Barrel aged. And then there's Gin Barrel aged Helderado at 5%. You can kind of pick up like so many notes because we've had a lot of these beers tonight too. So it's it's like melancholy in the glass in a good way. You know? So the tint on this one is a little more yellow orange compared to the last one, which is a little more just straight dark. It's super, it's super clear. Oh yeah, no, it's there's no it's haze a dark. On that. Yeah, well, it's it's a dark beer, but it's a clear. Yeah, I'll go clear. with like a dark caramel. It's a dark caramel brownish color. Yeah, I get a lot of heat on that. Nose. I yeah, definitely. I was gonna say I like I get molasses too, like a lot of molasses. Molasses, brown sugar. I get like a gin barley wine smell. I, you know what? I think I'm getting a lot of like a bar the barley wine is coming through. I'm going in for the taste. It's really complex. It's uh, you can tell it's a blend. Yes. Yeah. You can tell the bl- it's a blend. It's really yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's delicious. <laughs> You know, it, you know what the crazy. great part is, is we've had multiple of these beers like as their individual parts tonight, and the culmination is really, I think it, it's better. I think all the things that we're saying that we're missing when they're individual, I think they like make up as a collective. Yeah, this is twelve point seven percent ABV, so almost thirteen percent, and it, drinks it like just eight. is. You really don't get any alcohol. It's just really just on the nose. Really well done beer. It's like it's like Belgian candy sugar. Yeah, it's yeah, yes. It's like um, it's like a, a molasses, like a sugary sweet right. molasses it's like a, taste. It's like a, that the sticky monkeys, yeah, like main so, thing. Sticky monkeys brew with Belgian candy sugar and Mexican brown sugar. Yeah, so. that's it. And it's like those like for like those sweet like charred sugar, like like a okay. sweet sugar candy sugar. It's almost too smooth. Like it's that's, scary. That's yeah. Scary. Yeah. Because I would drink this thinking it's like a maybe a seven or eight. Which would be very bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, should we go to uh, buy it or forget it? Buy it or forget or, it. Or I don't know get what it or is. forget <laughs> it. Or one of those forget it. Oh, first, we got to line up the beers. Okay. So, in our all Firestone Walker show, we started off with Firestone Pivo Pilsner. We then moved on to Firestone Walker's Barrow Works Creaky Bones, followed by Barrow Works Undercurrents. Then we moved on to a slight, slightly higher ABV beer in Helderado, a 2016 vintage of their blonde barley wine ale. We took a break, came back with our local spotlight. It was Bosey Brothers Washington's Hatchet. Then we moved on to 2016 vintage of Parabola, barrel-aged uh, Russian Imperial Stout. And we capped off the night with a beautiful blended beer in Firestone Walker's 22nd Anniversary Ale. Let's run through Get It or Forget It. I feel like all of us are going to get every one of these beers. Okay. Uh, no. You say, you say no, that you forgot too. that Evan was here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't... Evan, the only beer that you're not going to like is the bar. Yeah, this is true. I, I feel like the problem is they're all really high caliber beers tonight. So, I think we just picked the beer of the show this time. And Evan, Evan, because I mean, say, honestly, we're all on the, say, on the yes. fair enough. For you. Yeah, all I will yeah. say and concur with my fellow beer for thoughtists that I definitely get it 
all of these beers. So all these beers are get us for everybody except for the Blonde Barley Wine Ale is a forget it for Evan, right? It just didn't do it for me. Fair enough. Not, well, yeah. and we have to preface that with saying that he's not a fan of Barley Wine. So yeah, that's true. That's yeah. also a problem. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's a problem, but it's, 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 it's a reality it's problem. <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't prefer Barley Wines. I actually don't, I don't find them tasty. I feel they're too bitter for me. But I think that one was great. But my thing is, this is a different because it's a blonde barley wine. Like it's we're different. saying, if you've not had one, it is definitely completely different than what you're used to. That one's good. Wine. With, the like reason why Agreed. I didn't like the Hel Dorado is I'm still searching for that one barley wine that opens the door for me. Okay, and I still Evan's have searching for a Evan searching for a barley wine that does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the case. Like it I just I, doesn't I think, like barley wine. Yeah. I just don't like it. That's hey, fair. Hey, but I have an open mind still, yeah. and I'm trying them still. Fair <laughs> enough. He, he's giving them the try, which is all you can do. And yeah. maybe you'll have enough one day that you'll just start to like yeah. them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> which is how we all get into beer. Yeah. So. <laughs> I guess we'll just pick our Yeah, we'll our pick beer our beer of the show. The show. Uh, let's start off with Evan. I want to hear what your favorite beer of the show was. Uh, definitely Parabola. I think it's just, it's just awesome beer. It's one of those beers that I... It's one of those first bourbon barrel-aged beers that I had, and it's just really good. Uh, it's not one of those pastry styles that you just get a million and one adjuncts and everything. It's simple, to the core, delicious. Um, I just I also want to do like a close second. I would say it was the Creaky Bones. Uh, really good. Really good Creek. Alrighty. Good to hear. And Corey, what's going to be your beer of the show? It's hard. I'm really leaning towards the anniversary just because of the culmination. Um, but if I had to pick one that just stood out, I kind of would have to agree that Parabola, the fact that it's so simple, so clean, and has so much flavor, that's kind of where I'd be heading towards because you don't get that much flavor from a beer without adjuncts really ever. Nowadays, especially. Um so the fact they were able to do that and get that much flavor imparted so cleanly and so efficiently, I have to say that's probably what I'd lean towards. Parabola, two-time beer of the show. <laughs> beer of the show. Jerry, what is your beer of the show? Uh, tonight, man, these are all, as we as we said before, these are all tasty beers. Tonight, that undercurrents really did it for me. I really love the fruit tartness of that, and like I said before, this is that's yeah, just my no style. No surprise, Jerry picked the sours for his favorite. <laughs> it's just so yeah. good, man. I just now other two though, I do have to agree that that would be what I would prefer because I think the black currant is so good. Yeah, it just it does you know. And it's typically, typically, Creaky Bones is my favorite of the of Firestone, but tonight I think the the undercurrents stood out a little more for me. Matt, what about you? <laughs> I call on upon everybody else because I'm still deciding. Which is really, honestly, so hard. Honestly, these are this is a great show. Like these guys, I we were we we held off on them for a while because we all had variants of them. We're like, well, it's Firestone, you know, we can do it whenever we want. But these are all great. Okay, I've decided. I've decided what my favorite beer is, and I'm just gonna say it. Uh, I'm just gonna go with it. It is. The Anniversary Parabola Undercurrent Pilsner. That was my favorite beer of the night. He kinks cupped it. Yeah, no, I, I, if I had to pick one, I'd probably go Parabola, followed really, really closely by the Anniversary Ale, followed really, really closely by Undercurrents, followed really, really closely by 
by the people pilsner. <laughs> I mean, it's just they're all so good. I would have to say, like, we're selling that Pivo Pills really short. I mean, that is a fantastic. No, but pilsner. it's just, it's but it's a pilsner. And it's a, no, it, don't yes, get me wrong. It's a pilsner amongst style. all of these barrel yeah. aged yes. beers. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an it's a this is a, it's innocent bystander. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna wrap up another show. Wow, I mean, like Jerry said, we were putting off the Firestone show for a while, uh, but I'm glad we finally made it around to it. And it's fantastic, and definitely worth it. It it shows the quality of the brewery and why they've made it to where they have today is because they just produce a great product. Yeah. And you can find your local Firestone here in Albuquerque, too, for those listeners that are local. You can pretty much get Firestone anywhere. There you go. No excuse. But that's going to conclude another yeah. episode of Beer for Thought. That's episode 18. 18? <laughs> Somebody gets me. Yeah, it's a Peyton Manning show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> episode 18. 18. Rest in peace, Zach. You can find us on Instagram at Beer for Thought Podcast, on Twitter at underscore Beer for Thought Pod. Send us an email, Beer for Thought Podcast at gmail.com. We have merch. Yeah. Go to T Public. We've got merch now. We do have merch. And. Well, you plug it, Jerry. This is your merch. Well, I mean, if you go over to tpublic.com and search Beer for Thought, you can find about three variations of our logo on some shirts. We have just a regular logo. It's small on the chest in black, and then there's another one in white. And then there's also a variant with that same logo there, but something on the back. A huge logo on the back. <laughs> if you want a red beer for thought, which I know there's nobody out there that wants to be seen in a beer for thought shirt, but if if you're sick in the head and you want to do that, you people will see the the back logo. It's a dual logo. You still so you still have it over the heart on the front, and it's a smaller logo. But the entire back of the shirt is beer for thought. Right? <laughs> so we're not narcissistic at Let all. Us know. So we won't be wearing those to like <laughs> around town. The original just had Maya's face on it, but we had to pull those. <laughs> Actually, he bought them all, so it's okay. Jerry bought the whole stock. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in, and this has been another episode of Beer for That. To the last drop. It's kind of funny because Jerry can say whatever he wants because he can just <laughs> cut himself editor. out. <laughs> just, uh, we have to monitor what we say, and Jerry's just over here making racial <laughs> slurs, and he just edits himself out. That doesn't fix your heart, Jerry, okay? That doesn't fix what you feel deep down. I feel great. I sleep too, well at night. It's too bad you're going to cut all this out because the people need to know you're a racist. <laughs> <laughs>